You're listening to the Soul Strategies podcast hosted by the team here at Soul Strategies. We hope you like the latest episode and thanks for tuning in. Well, we are live in the next right now. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know things got a little hectic with everything that's going on, but at least we're going to have a really interesting episode and have a whole lot to talk about. So do you want to introduce yourselves to the people? Let them know who you are, why you're running and what you're running for. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Hello, everyone. My name is Leonardo Coelho. I am running for City Council District 16 in the Bronx, New York City. Um, It's an honor to be on and uh, thank you so much. All right. Thank you. So I was going to just dive right into the questions about your run, but in lieu of today's events, let's let's talk about it. How are you feeling today? And this is something that you saw coming. In the case of those of y'all who don't know, but you got to be living under a rock or on a different planet if you don't know what's going on right now. Um, a lot of Trump supporters have decided that it would be a wonderful idea to storm the Capitol while all of our senators and Congress people are there trying to do a ceremonial um, uh, exchange so that they can certify the election results. And a lot of Trump supporters did not want to see that happen today. They believe all of the propaganda and just straight up lies that the Trump campaign has been spewing um, since November 6th. And today they've taken it upon themselves to interrupt those proceedings in hopes to basically overthrow the government. We keep people keep calling it a protest, but at this point, this isn't a protest. This is an attempted coup, especially since the Defense Department has gotten involved. It is officially an attempted political coup, not even political, violent coup, because they have weapons and a woman has been shot. So now, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Huh? I mean, you did a great job summing summing it all up uh, for those that um, might not be paying attention right now. But you know, personally. Um, so many mixed emotions. I mean, I'm still trying to process everything that's happening. Um, there's anger. I'm sad. I'm disappointed. Um, there's just so much um, that I'm trying to process this myself. And I think that's an important step for me to do because, you know, my phone has been kind of going off, off the hook. Literally. <laughs> so for many people in my community and, and friends and families, you know, I'm, I'm their first introduction into politics, right? I'm, yeah. a first-time, I'm a first-time candidate as well, too. I, you know, jumped into this, you know, a little over a year ago. Um, and so folks are asking me and looking to me for guidance and asking me what's happening, what's the meaning of this. And, mm-hmm. and it's hard to give answers right now. It's hard to tell folks, you know, what this is, you know, truly about, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm looking at it from so many different perspectives. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it from, you know, from you know an immigrant perspective, you know, many right. of those people that that fled certain countries because of fear of things like this, right? A fear of, mm-hmm. of you know, guerrillas of army guerrillas taking over yes. the government and people going mm-hmm. around killing people. So they they fled their countries in order to to come to America to live safe, you know, and to and to be a part of a true democracy. And for them to be seeing that, you know, there you know there's there's shock and and fear um in 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 those people as well too so you know it's like what do i say to those folks you know Mm -hmm. you know i think about you know all of those protesters for that that were out there those those black lives matter protesters out there doing peaceful marches and Mm -hmm. and got attacked with 
by the by law enforcement and then you know you see how you know the handling of this was and you're kind of like what is this like you know people were out there peacefully protesting and mm -hmm. we got beat up we got you know tear gas and got hit with clubs and shot at and all kind of things but you know these individuals could jump in and, and basically storm the capital mm -hmm. and they were just you know met with you know the least amount of resistance and stuff like that so I'm just trying to look at it from so many different people's perspectives, seeing how they're, you know, probably feeling and seeing right now and then trying to right. get feedback and some support, you know, around those things. Yeah, I was just watching some of the updates and not only were they met with the least possible force, there's video circulating right now on the Internet of police officers, Capitol Police officers taking selfies with some of the, let's call it what it is, terrorists that have broken into the Capitol building. They, they are encouraging this behavior. And just like you said, like it brings up a lot of important points. I know people who, like you said, fled their countries to try to avoid things like this must be experiencing some severe PTSD right now and trauma. This must bring up a lot of emotions in them because <laughs> this isn't what America is supposed to be. And then we've seen not just this year with the protests, but we've seen for many years, black and brown people being gunned down violently for having gum, for not, you know, using a turn signal for a broken tail light, for stealing a pack of cigarettes, for selling drugs, like whatever, things that are not as severe as what we're seeing right now, which is a, a terrorist attack on American soil. So it's just a lot to digest and it's, it's a lot to take in. and. I don't even know what to do with this information, but I do know one thing for sure. If people didn't know before today what white privilege is, they're seeing it on full display today. If that's if there is any lesson that needs to be taken away, I don't want to hear another soul say that they don't know what white privilege is. Because if this was BLM protesters, if this was even Antifa or anybody else, they would have been gunned down. They would not have made it inside of that building. No. So. No. It's just no, crazy no, absolutely to see. Not. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. You know, it, it's, a, it's a it's a complete display of white privilege. You know, you know those pictures that are coming out of people taking pictures at at, at Nancy Pelosi's desk and mm -hmm. taking pictures in the chamber. You know, that to me, that to me, that's the, honestly that's the equivalent of those black and white pictures where white people were hanging, you know, people and and they would just take pictures and Polaroid smiling like look, you're you know, so look, right look what we accomplished look what we it's accomplished. So right. and I think it's just really just our, you know, our modern day version of that but it's just them saying look how look how we are lynching the, yep. the democracy process you know and, mm -hmm. and your democracy and stuff and and we're proud of it and just yeah. like those people were proud about taking pictures and burning you know black people it's the same thing and nothing came out of that back then and 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 now it's like okay so what's going to happen now um <laughs> and I have those process. same questions. Like, they don't even have masks on. They're not trying to hide their identities. They're not, no. you know, shielding their face. They're taking pictures and uploading it on the internet with their own Twitter accounts. Like, they're not trying to hide this at all. And that is such a great point. I didn't even think about that comparison, but that is an excellent comparison because it's just full display. It's full look at me, look what I can do, and there's nothing you can do about it. I feel like they don't think there will be any repercussions for this whatsoever. I think they think that they'll be able to go home tonight, see their families, kiss their child on the forehead before they go to sleep. And that's something that a lot of black and brown people will not be able to do after having 
encounters with police officers. So it's really just heartbreaking to see. It's just it's just infuriating. Yeah, it's tough because you know, and, really and I also you know, like the last you know over ten years I've been working you know in the youth development and you know education and you know I've, I've you know I've activated and motivated a lot of young adults and and and, and young you know children and you know, to take a look at this democratic process and start to mm -hmm. get them excited about that. And and I'm just like, what do I say to them now? Like, like what, what, what do I say? Like when they, when they come to me with these questions now mm -hmm. about what they're seeing on the news, because this is going to last for a while. This is going to be in the news cycle for a very long time. It is. And it's like, it, it's like, what do I say to them now? You know, yeah. it's like every, everything that I told them, the importance of it and, and, and why it's, it's, we have mm -hmm. to be a part of this. They're gonna look at it like, why should I be a part of that? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, like there's no winner in what just happened today. There's no <laughs> yeah. winner. You're so right. And it just shows how democracy is literally just an idea that's held together by people who choose to uphold that idea. But when one side decides, yeah, we're just not gonna participate anymore, you realize how frail that idea really is like and it's been going strong for nearly 300 years it's something that we have both although we've had opposing views on how to live within the democracy we have never had one side completely just say nah i'm done with democracy and we're mm -hmm. dealing with that right now and it's just like a really really hard pill to swallow because we we did the right things politically the democratic candidate won the presidency and now he has won both the House and the Senate. Politically, it's supposed to be a victory and then we're supposed to be able to move forward. But when a side decides that mm, none of this politics, none of these plans that you've set up for centuries, none of this matters anymore, and we're just going to do whatever we feel like it and just take that power back, it puts you in a really confusing position because it's like, how do we move forward from this? we don't know anymore yeah yeah no i agree and i think for me right now <clears throat> what i have to decide is that if, if, if the events of today is this the beginning of something or mm -hmm. is this the end or is this the end of something yeah that's what mm -hmm. I, that's what i'm having trouble processing mm -hmm. right now and i think you know as some time comes and i and i make and i continue to analyze and look at the responses that we we get from our from our leaders and, and, but it's hard. I have to figure that part out in mind. Like I have to figure out, is this something that is like the last dying ditch effort of a part of our history that mm -hmm. is fighting its last breath to just mm -hmm. you know, stay around? Um, or is this the beginning of the, what <laughs> the future are gonna be for our <laughs> And I hope, I'm laughing because it's just like, I hope not. Like I, and I understand I, I see how it could go either way. I can see how this is white supremacy's last stand. And they're just like, we're gonna give it everything we got because we know like the youth, his, his, knowledge is too accessible at this point. So they're realizing at this point that people are too wise. They've done too much research to be able to win that, that battle as far as trying to paint a certain picture without other people having the proper context. But now that the internet exists, now that you can Google, now that we have generations growing up where information is literally at their fingertips, it's harder for them to ignore their history and it's harder for them to 
you know, convince people that, oh, black people are inferior, or if you do this, you're going to go to hell or all of these things. It's hard for them to push those ideas onto people because we're too, for lack of a better word, woke. Everybody knows what's up at this point. So it could be that this is just their last fight in them trying to assert themselves and them trying to say, no, nah, we're not giving up. And then hopefully we have Republican leadership who is has, I want to say another thing, but who has the courage to stand up for democracy. We're going to really see where people's hearts really lie. That's what it's going to yeah. boil down to, because it could yeah, go. But the that problem is that there's, there's, a, there's another side to that coin, right? And so mm -hmm. those things that you mentioned as being, you know, powerful tools that have, you know, kind of given us information. Um, mm -hmm. It's also a tool that um, unfortunately has been used um, to fuel some of this nonsense as well. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's common knowledge that, you know, many of these social platforms have algorithms that mm -hmm. kind of feed information mm -hmm. consistently to people, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so if, 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 I'm, if, if that person is sitting in front of their, you know, social media and they're consistently being bombarded with this one-sided information, yep. oh, this was stolen, oh, they're doing this, oh, they're doing mm -hmm. that, you know, it's like you, you just, that's all you're processing, that's all you're, yep. you're not even seeing the other side of things. Mm -hmm. And so that same tool that has given us, you know, the, the knowledge and information and liberated us a little bit, is also arming and fueling other folks, which which make up for probably <laughs> most of that crowd that was there, um, because of these algorithms and how it's being used to to, to fuel the, the, this, these mindsets that we're gonna have to be dealing with, you know, hopefully for not too long, but we're gonna have to do this for, for a while. You are absolutely right, and you're absolutely right. But we're in a time where it's just like certain people don't care what the truth is. Like they can have the fact, like you're saying, they're living in these information ecosystems where it's just um, information that they're being feed, fed that confirms their own biases and they're not getting anything to the contrary. However, when that contrary information is presented to them as fact and we know it's an undeniable fact and we're feeding it to them and we're like, look, the sky is blue. I'm showing you the sky. You can look and see it yourself. It's blue. You got people saying, no, nah, it's green. It's green. Mm -hmm. And then you're just like, mm, the sky's blue. And they're like, no, it's green. So we're just, it's just like, where do we go from here? Because Trump, that's one thing that Trumpism has success, successfully done. It has deteriorated reality to mm -hmm. a point that I fear is to no return, but I hope I'm wrong. Because mm -hmm. he has gotten people to don't believe your lying eyes, believe me. So it's just when you are a cult-like leader like that, and you have, like in this past election, 93% of Republicans still voted for Trump after four years of seeing what he's done, it's just like, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. But it's also, it's like, are those even the people that we can, can we even convince those people? Can we even work with those people? Or do we have to just work with the people who are willing to do the right thing. I don't even know. Sorry, my cat is in the way. No, no problem. And, and you know what? You know, I'll be honest with you. Like, you know, if you, you know, for those of you of, of us that you know studied and looked at, you know, world history, mm -hmm. like none of this is none of this is new either. It's not. Like, you know, dictators mm -hmm. and all these people have used, you know, mm -hmm. uh, different type of methods to 
you know, take over countries and to, um, to send certain messages out there, you know, for, in, in all over the world. Like they, they'll use the new, they control the news. They control like free press. We, you know, we have it here, but in a lot of places around the world, they don't have it there. Like that's they true. control the narrative that, that, mm -hmm. that's put out. And if you're control, if the narrative is controlled, you know, you know how the saying is, you know, re uh, reality is a person's perception and stuff. So mm -hmm. if that's what they're perceiving, that's the reality, you know, if, yeah. you know, it, it's sad to say, but, you know, we just had like, I remember like a, a year or two ago, some athlete was walking around saying that the world is flat and that, yeah. that, that, <laughs> that actually got traction. Like people actually started contemplating like, hmm, is the world flat? Like, are, are we serious? Just because yeah. it, got, it got on your feed, just because it got on your feed, that doesn't really mean that's something that we should be even you know, are we talking about this? Yeah. You know, and, and there's, 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 there's decades of science to prove it, prove that wrong, but yet we were still engaging in the conversation about that. That That's ridiculous. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I'm laughing because it's true. Like people, you know, the phrase will for willful ignorance. And that's really mm -hmm. what we live in a world of like, do these people not know? Like you look dumb. Like this looks dumb. It doesn't sound smart. What you're doing is insane. You look crazy, but no one cares anymore. Like just because one person said something and it sounds kind of good or we're living in a world where just because a lot of people think something, it has to be true or has to have some truth to it. And it's like, no, you could all be wrong. You can all be wrong. But now it's like, oh, he agrees with my crazy theory. That means it's true. Mm -hmm. And that's led to people breaking into a Capitol building because of alleged voter fraud that 60 different court cases have proved that there is no evidence of whatsoever. Mm -hmm. you, know, but, you know, you know, I think about, you know, I think about all those staffers in, in the and their families, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, re elected officials, Republican, the Democrat, it doesn't matter. Like you, you took a, a an oath, to serve, you know, serve the public and stuff, right? And so if you, but then to to be doing your your duty today, <laughs> and duty. all of a sudden mm -hmm. your life your life is at stake, like yeah, you know, you know that's crazy for me to, to just process, <laughs> even for myself, like even you know it made me have to take a step back and reflect, <laughs> like like yo, this this is this is getting you know a little crazy. It's getting but, crazy. I don't, I, it's hard to process on, on so many, so many levels and stuff, you know, and it then is. you, you know, local, you know, law enforcement, you know, it's hard, you know, you, you try to, of course, those folks want to come home to their families as well, too, you know, and mm -hmm. so you, I, I do sympathize with them and their family as well, too, but it's hard to make an argument for you when you're seeing such drastic you know, uh, ways that law is being enforced with two different communities and stuff. Correct. Like I just watched, I just watched, you know, police officers in riot gear kind of escort people off the steps. Like, hey, can you, no, like if they was like ushers in a movie theater, like, hey, <laughs> can, you, can you move down? Can you, mm -hmm. and with, with a shield and with a baton and a weapon and they just, and, folk, and they started kind of like walking down the steps and hey, trust me, I'm, I'm glad I've never been a proponent of violence, so I'm right. glad there was no violence. But I'm just saying that's not if how there you was ever a time. If there was ever a time to use force 
today would be the day. Like this is a literal terroristic threat where people have guns, bats. I've seen spheres, horns, like weapons, and they are coming with the intention to do harm. Now, where the, the pepper spray? Where are all your favorite rubber bullets? Where are the shields? Like, where is the stuff? Hey, you're listening to the Soul Strategies Podcast. Take a moment to listen to some of our esteemed champions and their takeaways from the program. And I'm glad that I was a part of that, that I had the opportunity to even be involved with that, with some legitimate organizations that help people who want to do right by other people, you know, by communities. You know, utilize my my resources, utilize my networks. This has, the last month, I've had some tremendous things happen. It's your time to become a leader. Go to soulstrategies.com to find out more. And it just showed you, like, there is a clear divide here on Mm -hmm. who we can protect. And it's not even because it's like, who are they even trying to protect at this point? That's what I don't understand. Because say... This, this, they're they're trying to break into a building of elected officials, national level elected officials, and you're not trying your hardest to protect them because why? B- because it's white people coming to kill them. It's not making sense to me. Like it's yeah. not making sense to me. None of it makes any sense. It would be I could try not justify it because it's still wrong, but I could understand why they wouldn't protect Trump supporters coming through South Central LA. They don't want to protect those people. So they're going to be like, yeah, y'all go ahead, do what you want. These are our elected officials. These are our senators and our congressmen, women and men, and you're still not protecting them either. So now I don't, I don't, I, I just have so many questions. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't yeah, understand. I mean, it's just, it's just, a, you know, like, you know, racism is our country's you know birth defect right and and, and 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 every and you know all of us unfortunately you know carry that burden of that birth defect and so i think that you know unfortunately you know a white man even committing the most heinous <laughs> crime is not looked at as a threat like they didn't see those people as threats you mind like they looked at them as just like i guess maybe like protesters or something like no like these people are Terror, they're doing terrorist acts right now, yes. but, they was, but they was not perceived as threats in their eyes, and that's that, that's just that's just a natural reaction, though I think it I is. think it's like they just saw their complexion and it just felt like it wasn't a threat to them. But if that would have been a black man, mm-hmm. something something within that person's DNA would have said, "This is a threat. Correct. I need to, I need to, you know." protect myself or whatever the case and you, you know what would have happened at that point a hundred percent it's it's getting very spooky out here right now it, it really is <laughs> it really is and i just i i don't even know anymore but I, how does this affect your campaign like with all of this going on right now how is it affecting your mindset right now how is it affecting how you want to continue to run this race it's tough. You know, I think that, you know, I've been trying to beat the drum of like local politics mm-hmm. is, is important. Or is. honestly, I'll say the local politics is the, is the most important. Correct. I agree and, with you. And, you know, it, you know, seeing something like this is just, 
you know, for me, disheartening a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I felt the sense in the messages that I'm getting that, you know, people's wins have been like taken out of their sales a little bit because mm-hmm. it's like we, we got some momentum and, you know, with, with, the, with the Joe Biden win. Yeah, you know, we have the news of, of of the you know flipping Georgia, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and so. But it seems like every time we take two steps forward, you know, we take five steps backwards. You're right, and and it's like what well, you know, it's it's tough. It's it's, it's it something that I'm like, I don't I don't know really how to continue to keep people focused and motivated mm-hmm. when it's like, okay, yeah, we 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 got Congress. But does this mean that every bill Congress passes, um, something's going to be stormed? Something's going mm-hmm. to be, you know, uh, there's going to be terrorists. I'm going to have to worry about, you know, bombs being put in, in mm-hmm. places. It's like, that's not, that's not how we should be living, you know? That's it's not. not. And, and, and people are going to be worried and people are going to be upset for a very long time and, and, mm-hmm. and, we're trying to figure out now is like how do we you know how do we gather people together and try to because I mean I'm thinking historically you know historically we mm-hmm. you know you know this fight has seen a lot of setbacks right and yeah. so you know you know how how did the the people that we stand on their shoulders right now you know how did they you know deal with these moments and stuff and how do right. they galvanize people again and, and and that's what i'm looking for at night money you know I, i'm gonna reach out to some of the elders that i that i mm-hmm. talk to for um support and for guidance and and hopefully you know i'll have a, a, a clear vision of where we're going to be going i mean we're we're not going to give up the fight but absolutely not think, but i do think that we need to you know recalibrate recalibrate mm-hmm. and respect this mm-hmm. moment right now and mm-hmm. know it and, and try to especially let people know that we understand what they're feeling right now that we're yes. and being empathetic and, and being, you know, just, I'm just listening to people. They're just texts and calls. And right now, all I could do is really give a lending ear and try to be as supportive as possible. Yes. What I will say about you specifically running for a local government, I feel like say all of this just turns to crap. It's going to be the local government who keep us afloat and these positions are still really important. Like right now or earlier today, um, the defense uh, department denied the request from the DC police to like send more, uh, to send backup, to send the National Guard. The National Defense Department was like, nah, y'all good. Y'all need no help. <laughs> so, which is crazy, but um, Virginia, the mayor, the government there decided to send their National Guard in to help. So. Although certain things may not happen or be going well federally, it's nice to know that you have certain people in the proper positions who will, you know, do the right thing, who will help, who are thinking about people and who still care about democracy. So we may be seeing some crazy stuff on a bigger scale, but who knows, you being there in New York, you can you can probably help us in way more ways than our own federal government will. So, Yeah, no, I agree. And, and I take you know, local government in New York City, very, very serious. I, I think that, you know, local government on a lot of levels really kind of trickles up, government mm-hmm. trickles up, right? And For so sure. if, if you think about many of the things that, you know, have been put into law, 
on a federal level, a lot of that started locally first, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and and then actually spread out so locally to the mm-hmm. point that it had to then become the the law of the land and stuff. Right. So, um, I think it's important that yeah we do continue to fight on a local level, continue to push our federal you know elected officials to keep doing you know holding up the good fight you know when it comes mm-hmm. to that. But you're right, you know local politics is probably the most important thing that we have right now because we, we truly have the pulse of the people, right? And mm-hmm. we're we're there on the ground level with them. We're there, you know, speaking to people and, and we're hearing their needs and we're hearing their demands and we have to take those things, internalize them and then um, move them up, you know, the chain of command and stuff. You're right. You're right. So what is the biggest thing you want to accomplish? Say that, you know, order is restored in the land and we don't turn into the handmaiden's tale and everything, you know, continues as it was. What is your first call to action? What is your most important platform that you're trying to fight for once you get in there? You know, my biggest thing has always been, you know, you had mentioned about education earlier, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, me, me coming from the education background, you know, I've been on the front lines of education for a very long time, you know, and, and one of my most influential mentors, um, Jeffrey Canada, you know, really, really pounded the idea into my head that, you know, the only way to end generational poverty is through education. Okay. And so, you know, you know, the education of my, my community in New York City, of the education of poor and, and black and brown communities is kind of the thing that, you know, I'm gonna, you know, tackle firsthand, you know, first day, mm-hmm and city council, you know, and that, I think that's the, you know, <laughs> because we need to be able to draw a line in the sand and say, no, from here on in, you know, our youth will have a better way that they're being educated and because mm-hmm. that's going to have impact generationally yes. through, through our, you know, through our families and, and our communities and stuff. And then, you know, th- I think every, there's so many different aspects that then the COVID came in yes. and, exasper- and exasperated even more, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we, the, the lack of health care, you mm-hmm. know, the, the uh, affordable living here, um, you know, the lack of transportation, jobs, you know, small business, the, the support that small businesses have, you know, there's just so many things in mind that we, we do have to now really just start to really focus on mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, almost to the point where it's like, it's life or death, you know, right. at this point. So we need to be able to fight. We need to galvanize, you know, the, the, the good folks down in Georgia, you know, they, 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 they set the example of how if you rally folks together <laughs> yeah. and you, 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 you put them, you know, you get a unified message mm-hmm. that there is power, there is power in numbers. And the, and the fact that they were able to flip a, you know, a, a state like that, you know, should send a ripple effect across this country that if united so. we, you know, united we uh, as people, we get together. Mm-hmm. Politicians need they need to understand that we have the power. Like a hundred percent. And what we ask of you to do, you need to do that and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think that's going to be the the most important thing that comes out of these last few months. And and I, and I think folks on a local level are starting to understand that all the different mm-hmm. communities. I'm seeing a lot of the different communities. The the immigrant community, the, the Latino community, yeah. the, the Muslim community. I'm starting to see all of them starting to understand like, hey, we we have to do this in numbers. You know, we yes. have to all get together and understand that, you know, no matter, you know, what language we speak or what religions we speak, you know, if there's nothing for us to eat, we all going to be hungry. And stuff. That's a and fact. So that's why they, I think that's what the good thing that I think is coming mm-hmm. out of this. And, and, and it's up to me 
to try to just continue to push that forward, mm -hmm. uh, continue to, you know, uh, foster the new level of, of leaders that are coming and make sure mm -hmm. that that's being done as well too. Um, and, and all of that is just an, uh, an important process that of course I can't do by myself. Right. I look for, you know, the family and community to all jump on board and do this with me. I agree. I think once everybody understands that platforms like yours aren't going to harm anybody, it's going to uplift the community, it's going to positively impact these communities. And if we could all get cl clear messaging for one, which you're very clear on what it is you want to do, which is great. That's an easy message to get behind because especially in, in places like New York, even in Dallas, I live in Dallas, Texas. It's not that there's no education. It's not like we don't have public schools, but it's the quality of the education that's being provided to these kids. I was a substitute teacher um, in Dallas ISD while I was getting my master's. I just subbed when I wasn't going to school and I got to go into the, like the inner city schools and they got books that's <laughs> 10 years old, books that's sitting on the shelf collecting dust, teachers that don't even have certification in the class that they're teaching. They just kind of in there and it's just a, it's a lot of disorder. It's like we're all going to school and it's kind of treated like, uh, you know, a daycare center, basically. You drop your kids off here for eight hours, you come and get them after you get to work. And while you're there, they're all day. They're not really learning a whole lot. I was substituting right. for a first grade class and they didn't know how to spell their names. Not only did they not know how to spell their names, they didn't know what letters even went in their names. And it just shows you, it's like, y'all been coming to school since pre-K and you don't even know what your name begins with. A for Imani, B for Brian, like they didn't even know that much. So whew, the flaws in our education system run really, really deep. What are some of yeah. the ways that you think yeah. you can help with that? Well, you know, I think the first thing that needs to happen that, that uh, in, in the education leadership has to become more diverse. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, teaching black and brown poor children is difficult, mm -hmm. but you need you need to be able to relate to them yes. to properly be able to educate them and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can come up with all these teaching tactics and, you know, you can have all these different type of curriculums and all this, but <laughs> there has to be a certain sense of, of understanding who the, this community, what this community is and who, mm -hmm. who are in this community to understand many things. Like, for example, you know, one of the biggest things that I did when I, when I was a school administrator is mm -hmm. that I would try to, close the gap between teachers that were coming here from other communities, other states, mm -hmm. other places, mm -hmm. and getting, getting them to understand what our community and, and our children and our families are and stuff, mm -hmm. you know? And when I was able to close those gaps, the teachers became better teachers, the mm -hmm. students became better students, and stuff, right. you know? And, and sometimes I would have to have tough conversations with them on money and, and tell a teacher who you know, came from a well-off, you know, environment mm -hmm. and, and, and explained to them, hey, look, you know, this, these children are poor and poor is, 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 is trauma, mm -hmm. you know, so, to, you know, so, so there's, this, there's different, just like there's different ways that you approach trauma, mm -hmm. you know, we have to approach these children and families in a different way as well, too. Not, not making any excuse for right. the type of education that they need to, and, and, their, and their responsibilities when it comes to their education, but you need to understand that it, sometimes it is more difficult for a child that's in poverty mm -hmm. to learn than it is for other children and stuff. hundred percent. And when, when, when some of those teachers began to kind of really understand that, then they actually were able to become better teachers because they knew that it, it took a different approach to mm -hmm. educating those, those children. 
And You're so right. leadership is leadership is very important. Diversity and leadership is very important. Um, you know, the the curriculums, like you said, the books and and, and, mm -hmm. and the way things are taught also need to be diversified as well, too. hundred percent. You know, children need to see, you know, more books with, you know, their likeness and they need to, mm -hmm. you know, they need to, they need to read stories that they can relate to. They can, right. characters that they can relate to, characters that have names similar to their name mm -hmm. and family members as, as well, too. And so I, I think it's really about diversifying, you know, the whole education system and also including wraparound services. You know, many, you know, many of our kids, you know, don't have the benefits of an after-school program with extracurricular, extracurricular activities, mm -hmm. um, tutoring, and all these other different things that, you know, you know, learning doesn't start and end in the classroom. You know, it, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a constant thing. And, 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 and you know, I do believe that we, we need more programs where the education system is beginning from the womb mm -hmm. all the way up to, to college. You know, <laughs> Agreed. You know we, mm -hmm. we have, you know, I, I was a part of an organization that had a program called Baby College. Mm -hmm. And Baby College was really, it was really about expecting mothers and putting them through a like six or seven week course, teaching yeah. them about many different things, about infant developing, mm -hmm. um, the, the, the cognitive development, the social mm -hmm. emotional development, all these different things to make them and help them be better parents. You're right. You know, when the child is born, and then and then they continue, we continue to give them services all through when even they got out of high school and went into college. Mm -hmm. So that type of wraparound service throughout the entire education system, every child in our community should be afforded that. You're so right. It's definitely a difference between like teaching at somebody and teaching with them. And I think that's like the type of approach that you're talking about, because I've, you know, a lot of these curriculums, a lot of these tests, these standardized tests and just a lot of things that they're, you know, mandated to teach in these schools. It's like, it's not very beneficial and it's not communicated to them in a way that they can receive the information and retain the information and do anything with it. So it's all about mm -hmm. the approach. But yeah, yeah, I, agree. I agree. I agree. Definitely. I believe in you. Well, is there anything that you would like to leave with the people? This is a really good conversation. <laughs> it's all about time. Uh, I like it's in my app. <laughs> no, I appreciate the time. Yeah, no, I just want to one, you know, just let everybody know. I know that, you know, we are going through some difficult times right now with what, what happened at the, you know, at, at, at Washington, D.C. But, you mm -hmm. know, it's important to keep, you know, as, be as positive as possible. You know, we are standing on the shoulders of many people that came before us that gave their lives for us to have many of the opportunities that we have right now. And mm -hmm. so we, we, you know, we, we, we can take a, a couple minutes. <laughs> we could take, I'll, I'll give everybody 24 hours yeah. to, to, to process and be in their emotions a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then after that, we got to get up and we got to continue this fight, you know, you and we got we to gotta make sure that we are doing the right thing, you know, we're doing things for, you know, for the betterment of, of our community at all. Mm -hmm. And let's just, you know, go out there, look around, be involved with your local politics, do mm -hmm. some research on the, the candidates and the local officials that are representing you on a local level, hold them accountable for the things that, you know, they say they're going to do, hold them accountable for the things that you want them to do, and just be more involved in the process. Um, all the information is there at your fingertips and understand that those people work for you. Make yes. sure that they're doing the right things for you. Yes. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in with us. And thanks for coming to talk to us. And I hope no we can problem. talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Be safe. God bless everyone. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.